Hi, welcome to the Employco HR podcast. My name is Rob Wilson, and with me is my uh, brother, remotely uh, and partner, Scott Wilson. Hello. And uh, our other remote uh, guest, Jason Eisenhut, our vice president of, uh, of HR and benefits. Hi, everyone. So you, we're coming to you remotely. Our last podcast was March fifth, uh, and a lot has changed since then. Uh, we've uh, we've been working remotely now for two weeks. Uh, all of us in our homes, uh, and we're based in Chicago. For those of you that don't know, it's Chicago suburbs. So we've uh, closed our office building down, and uh, everyone's remotely uh, working remotely from HR to payroll to uh, the insurance side. So uh, we're coming to you live from our uh, our homes. So thank you for joining us. Uh, a lot's happened in the last couple of weeks. The last uh, podcast we did was March fifth. The day after that was the. Uh, Signed into law was the Cronus Preparedness and Response Supplemental Appropriations Act. And uh, fast forward another uh, 12 days, the Family First Response Act uh, was passed. And hopefully today, uh, the House will vote on the uh, CARES Act, which is the latest round of, um, of legislation. The Senate uh, Senate passed it a couple of days ago after their third try. And uh, hopefully the Speaker of the House can, uh, can get everybody together and... Uh, it would be even better if she pulled some pork out of it, but uh, you know, Nancy, why not have a lot of pork in it for uh, for everybody that that, that doesn't need it? But uh, we'll uh, start with let's uh, Jason. Let's give everyone an uh, an update on kind of what the the laws have happened since then. Uh, I know we've been assisting our clients, hundreds of our clients, uh, every day over the last couple of weeks at helping them downsize the difference between furlough and uh, furlough and layoffs, and how to access benefits and and, uh, and what acts apply. So do you want to give us an update on, uh, on the first act? Yeah, so the first act, as Rob mentioned, was passed uh, March 6th. It didn't do a lot for direct employee quick a- uh, impact on employees. So employees, the general public, didn't probably see a lot on the Coronavirus Preparedness and Response Supplemental Appropriations Act. You think they could name it a little bit s- smaller. But, um, but yeah, the next act, the big one, or the bigger of the ones so far, I think the CARES Act will be even bigger impact on companies and eventually employees. But the Families First Coronavirus Response Act on March 18th, that basically breaks up into two key parts. There's an emergency FMLA provision and an emergency paid sick leave. And it only applies to companies with less than 500 employees. So and it, now it becomes effective April 1st. We all thought when the first law passed on March 6th, March 18th, that it was going to be April 2nd because that's what the tentative date was of the law, but they changed it. Now it's April 1st. So employers with less than 500 employees are required to pay through their own payroll employees who cannot work or telework due to one of six reasons. Maybe they're quarantined health reasons related to COVID, uh, a spouse or family member has COVID and need to care for them, or a child is at home from school and the employee needs to care for them at home and can't work or telework. So one of these six buckets, employers are forced to pay employees, um, but the employer is provided a 100% tax credit through a Social Security a payroll tax. Um, so really, they're outside of maybe some state taxes, maybe some employer benefits and other incidentals. Uh, the employer should be made whole by the government through this tax credit for the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. Right. And so, uh, so Jason, as you look at that, so... Uh, a challenge that a lot of companies are having right now is that you've, uh, you're getting a tax credit for that payroll amount, which is two-thirds of your regular rate, so the 
0.7%. Uh, the, the biggest challenge are companies where you're, you're going to furlough or you know, you're laying off some other people. You're, you're getting a tax credit of the entire wages, but your taxes may not equal that much. Right. I mean, that is a problem we're seeing clients have. If, if they're reduced, maybe they've only got out of 100 employees, maybe they've only got five to keep the lights on and run some major, major reports and kind of day-to-day operations. They may not have an, enough in regular payroll to recover that tax credit immediately, but the government has said that they'll reimburse the employer. We don't know the mechanics of it yet. It might be a check in the mail within a couple weeks after the after the pay date, uh, but it's not immediate. Yeah, if you don't have enough payroll to recover that tax credit immediately, the government said they'll reimburse you, but how and how quickly it's to be determined. Right. That's that's when you, uh, a lot of our clients are, are grappling with when their cash flows, you know, so tight. And there is a required notice. So that just came out a few days ago. So Employers less than 500 employees are required to distribute a notice. And usually these are like the laminated OSHA, FMLA posters that you hang in break rooms and lunch rooms. And that's perfectly good place to put this new Families First Coronavirus Response Act poster. But if your workforce is working remote like ours is, somehow these employers need to get that out to their employees. And the government has said you can send it through email, an internal intranet site, an external website if employees frequent it, but a company or regular U.S. mail, companies still need to distribute this to their employees if they have less than 500 employees, kind of any way possible. So we we do have that uh, we do have it working uh, posted on our uh, on our website. So if anybody wants a copy of that poster, bloco.com, it's right on the uh, homepage, highlighted in yellow. There's a link that'll take you right to the poster. Yeah, so for companies or their employees can visit our website, as Rob mentioned, www.implaco.com, and at the top. So if employees visit our website frequently to maybe download paychecks or pay stubs, it'd be a good spot for them to, to view the notice. Right. So it's a, uh, it's, you know, the bill is gone. Uh, a lot of people have been spent the last week navigating. I think when they changed the date from the second to the first, was, the first was always the original date, but it took them a day to pass it which put them into that because the, the law took an effect 15 days after passage. So, uh, and then they just, they rolled that back, which makes sense to start at April 1st. But uh, a lot of companies are, are, uh, are looking at the options and, uh, and hanging on with their employees as long as they can to keep that, keep people in place till April 1st. Uh, Though, like you had mentioned, uh, there's a, a lot of uh, a lot of clients have started uh, last week to furlough people, and if you've already been furloughed, this really doesn't doesn't apply. Yeah, so furloughed employees, uh, if you're 100 percent furloughed, you're working no hours, no pay, similar to a complete layoff. If those employees were furloughed or laid off prior to April 1st, they would not be eligible for this paid sick leave under the Families First Act. Right, and similarly, if if uh, if employees have a reduction in pay prior to April 1st, their pay in effect on April 1st. Uh, so if an employee comes to their employer on April 15th to say, I, my my spouse's situation changed, they're going back to work, I need to care for my child at home, I can't work or telework, I need to take care of my child. So if their request is on April 15th, it's their pay in effect on April 15th, in this example, uh, that the company would use to either base 100% or two-thirds in this case, it would be two-thirds. Um, so it would be two-thirds of whatever pays in effect, even if it was lowered today. So it's really what, whatever is in effect on that day of the leave 
if, if the companies are going to be reducing pay. So Jason, uh, March 5th, our, our last podcast seems like uh, a lifetime ago. Yeah. And uh, so yeah, it uh, seems uh, like it was a month or two ago. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're back, Scott. We didn't hear yeah. you for uh, for a couple minutes, but a little uh, uh, technical issue on this end. Uh, so we're, it's our uh, again our first uh, our first remote uh, podcast, and and uh, thank a big thank you to to Nicky Navarro working the board remotely. So he's uh, tied it together using a, uh, a new software program. Um, one of the things that we had talked about uh, back then, uh, you know, earlier in the month. And has been a big issue for a, a lot of clients and, uh, and prospects was the difference between a furlough and uh, a layoff. So, Jason, do you want to give us just a uh, just an update on that? Because, uh, well, we can talk about Illinois, but the, a, a bit of a challenge is that here in Illinois it means the same thing, but in many other states, it still is. Uh, there's still a difference between the two. Yeah, and, and some employers are even giving trying to be employee friendly. And giving their employees an option. Um, hey, John Doe, would you rather be laid off or furloughed? But basically, the difference is uh, a layoff. And we're in these terms, we'll just talk about 100% layoff or 100% furlough, meaning there's no more work. A, what, a layoff means the person's employment changes to terminated. Uh, their em- access to benefits ends sometimes on the last day of work, sometimes the last day of the calendar month. Uh, and then they would be offered COBRA, typically. So their employment ends, uh, their eligibility for benefits ends, um, and 100% of the time across all states, if you're laid off due to no fault of your own, you're ready and able to work, that automatically would generate, uh, unless some other circumstances, like you don't have enough paid hours in the previous quarters, but generally you could be eligible for unemployment benefits. On the furloughed side, that means the company is placing the employee on a temporary unpaid leave of absence. So typically, that means the, comp- the employee could continue access and eligibility enrollment for benefits. They might need to work out how they're going to pay their portion of the benefit premiums, like maybe mailing a check to the employer each month for their portion of the medical insurance or whatever it might be. So they stay actively employed. They're a temporary leave of absence. But in some states, in some situations, uh, and as Rob mentioned, Illinois is not one of those, but in some situations, a furloughed employee may not be eligible for unemployment because their employment hasn't ended. Um, so each state each employee in each state needs to look at their situation differently. Most states are being a little bit more flexible now because of the COVID-19 crisis and approving those as eligible unemployment benefits. Um, but uh, so typically employers are grappling with this pretty frequently nowadays. I, I, we just don't have the revenue to support the current workforce. I need to get rid of someone. What should I do for a lower layoff? So those are a couple situations, uh, and in Illinois, more employers are using the furlough option because employees can still get up, uh, access to the unemployment, still maintain benefit eligibility. Uh, so furlough in Illinois is typically the way we're seeing most of our clients go. Yeah, a, a good friend of ours uh, out in uh, in uh, Tucson, Arizona, they were uh, all their hourly employees. They they did a layoff, and all of their management uh, team they they did furloughs, and so unfortunately. Nobody on the management side is eligible for unemployment in the state of Arizona. If, if you're furloughed, you're not eligible. Wow. And so, one more advantage to a furlough is that uh, you don't have to go through the normal new hire paperwork. So if you lay off someone, their employment has ended. Typically, when they come back in two months, three months, you might need to go through the same W-4, the same I-9, same direct deposit form. So it's a little bit more of a 
inconvenience if you lay off someone and then bring them back. Yeah, but if if I'm in a state where it doesn't pay, it, if if a furlough doesn't, you're not eligible for unemployment. I'd rather fill out that paperwork and, and right, get right. some That's kind right. of relief from unemployment. Right. So, so we uh, we know what the Senate has passed. We don't know what uh, the House. Assuming the House is going to pass pretty similar, and Trump can then sign into uh, into law. What uh, what are some of the things that we're seeing in the uh, in the CARES Act? Because that's going to be one, uh, it's, it's all about getting money to your employees, but also helping, helping businesses. Yeah. So what were the, the draft version we're seeing that looks like it's going to be, it's likely to be included in the final version is a, the, the biggest component that most employers, uh, in this kind of the similar situation are seeing is this page, uh, paycheck protection program. Easy for me to say PPP. Uh, it's a forgivable loan up to two and a half months payroll with potential reductions to if companies gone through a reduction in force or reduced payroll by more than 25%. But there is an incentive in there for employers to return their employees back to uh, back to like a rehire them or back to the regular wages in order to get this forgivable loan. So it's a big, big game changer. It's a really important, significant piece of the legislation that uh, we're hoping passes because I think it'll bring the economy back to normal quicker than had it not been included. Yeah, and we initially had expected uh, the Senate was ready with this on Sunday. Uh, unfortunately, there's a couple of uh, members that are uh, have been uh, infected and or are in quarantine, so they couldn't be there to vote, so they didn't have enough to, to get it out of the, the first round. And then it was uh, the same thing in the second, so finally got in the uh, – the third round, so it's a lot of a lot of good a uh, lot of good options for the, you know, the checks to individuals and families twelve hundred to thirty four hundred for anybody under I believe uh, anybody under seventy five thousand uh, dollars. It stops at a hundred thousand dollars of wages. Some good loans, non recourse loans that will be forgiven as long as they're used for for payroll for individuals. So a lot of a lot of good in there, but of course uh, you know leave it to Congress to throw in some pork. Hmm. Where that you know that money could be used to to further help uh, Amer- you know the uh, Americans that are out of work or uh, businesses trying to survive, right? Not to be political, but <laughs> so uh, I had the quiet microphone, but I was laughing, so I don't know if that <laughs> showed up because I'm looking at our waves on our remote recording thing, and I have the small audio waves, so I apologize for uh, being so quiet on this podcast. And uh, yes, and a shout out to uh, to Griffin, my son Griffin. I'm on his uh, his MacBook uh, because my microphone is not working on my laptop, and I couldn't figure out how to hook up headphones. So uh, it's a work in progress, but we're uh, we're on our first uh, remote podcast, so uh, all is good. The uh, Scott, any uh, any tips as we're as everyone's working remotely? Uh, you know, you you and your team turned uh, our office around from an office that we've never worked remotely. Uh, you know, I, I travel a fair amount on, on my side of the job, so I, I work off a laptop, but everybody else is on desktops, and uh, uh, you turned it around pretty quickly and had us all, uh, and, and we're very prepared. So from that side, Scott it has had us in the prep mode for uh, for a couple of months. Yeah, I started prepping for this about two and a half months ago or thereabouts, even as far as three months ago, uh, pre-ordering hand sanitizer and wipes and everything for our office. But uh, I'm a bit of a uh, planner, so 
Um, the main thing I would say is uh, watch out for phishing attempts and, um, you know, we're constantly sending email out, emails out to our staff saying, hey, be cautious what you're doing. Um, we only allow certain times of the day to have access remotely. Um, we're constantly monitoring the firewall. So you really have to stay on top of things um, in these days because now you're starting to hear more and more of the uh, hack attempts and phishing attempts on uh, remote workers. Yeah, we had uh, actually on, on that note, we had uh, a bit of a scare a week ago when uh, a client received an email but turned out they were hacked uh, and right. we weren't. And uh, But we uh, we did a quick uh, quick check and we, we were... Uh, everything was good on our side i think as well we've um, we're trying to keep everybody out of the office we're deemed an essential business uh even though there's a uh, stay home order in illinois so we've uh even with that we've kept everybody home we've had a couple of people that come in to get federal expresses and go through the mail and file the unemployment claims that uh that we've had thousands of on behalf of our clients but uh uh, and then you put uh, your team put a, a calendar together, so we don't want in, we don't want more than one or two people in our office building at the same time. Just taking every precaution we we can. Yeah, and having them in separate areas of the building so that we don't want two people in the same area at the same time. Just you know, Illinois is taking it pretty serious as far as the stay at home order. And you figure the more we can do, the more we can help out the hospitals and uh, healthcare workers that are dealing with all the uh, brunt of, you know, this terrible virus. Right. Yeah, the, uh, the mayor uh, closed the, uh, the parks and beaches because people weren't paying attention, which is uh, a you know, right move. It, uh, you know, the governor's been doing a good job in New York, and then uh, with his, uh, as they try to shut things down, and then you'd see the pictures of uh, hundreds of people in a, in a park not even obeying the, uh, the uh, safe distance apart from people. But, yeah. So you won't, you won't see uh, Jason jogging on the uh, lakefront this week. No, I saw the emergency alert on my TV last night, like the big oh, beep and blue screen. That's right. Yeah, it actually uh, came on when uh, you know you're you're looking for sports when you're watching the rerun of uh, Game <laughs> Seven of the Chicago Cubs World Series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's so, a good game. That's true. You know, I'm, well, we're watching it uh, not to you know, add some humor, but uh, I'm watching it. And my son Pierce, who's he's home from uh, Wake Forest, looks up and goes. Dad, this is so suspenseful. I don't know who's going to win this game. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, Jason, uh, Scott, anything we want to? I know we try and uh, keep our podcast to fifteen minutes or so, and we went over a little bit. But uh, some good content with these uh, with these new laws, and uh, anything we uh, we're missing or need to add? Well, I think they, anybody can reach us at hrempoico.com. Uh, if they have any questions, that uh, goes directly to Jason. And uh, you can always reach out to us on social media. You know, we're always here and looking to help. Yeah, stay safe and stay healthy, everyone. Yeah, and uh, one last point. One of the things that we've been doing is every day uh, since more information is released, we're, we're uh, putting together with uh, uh, Nikki Navarro's uh, alter ego. Uh, his real name is Edgar. So he... Uh, he runs all of our uh, all of our market efforts. So Edgar and uh, and Jason and then Griffin are releasing updated bulletins every day. So every day that there's changes, if you want to uh, get on our list for that, send us uh, send us an email at uh, at hr at So we're sending those out every day as the latest 
uh, FAQs on the, the differences between furloughs and unemployment and uh, breaking down the bills. So a lot of good, uh, the poster that DOL requiring you to, uh, to uh, post. So a lot of good information. So if you want to get on that list, uh, just shoot us an email at hr.plugo.com and we'll make sure those uh, go out to you. We're, we're releasing something every day. Yeah, and it's also on our website, um, Jason. I believe it's uh, employco.com backslash coronavirus. Okay. Oh, yeah, that so. that one. I thought you were talking about signing yeah. up for the newsletter. Well, no this this has all the uh, newsletters on there, right? All the posts and stuff. Yes. Yep. So there you go, everybody. You've heard uh, you've heard Nikki. Uh, he's got a microphone when we're doing it remotely, so uh, yeah. we've got get you to the right. We'll get you to the right spot even if you start at employco.com. But if you want to get uh, access uh, and receive the daily bulletins, just shoot us an email at uh, hr.employco.com and we'll, uh, we'll get you at it. So thanks for joining us. Uh, we will, uh, we're going to try and uh, do, uh, uh, do podcasts as often as we can as information is changing. So we're, uh, we're here to be a resource to you. Also, uh, part of that bulletin is if you need some HR support uh, and you're not a client, uh, reach out to us and we'll uh, we'll help you any way we can complimentary so uh, happy to uh, help wherever we can <laughs>